Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Grey's Academy podcast. You have one half of your hosts. My name is Carmen. And I am Kelsey, the other half of your hosts. And it is a beautiful day for a podcast. I was trying to, like, just make some, like, you know, difference, right? If people are, like, binging this episode, these episodes, right? Like, so this is number eight. And this is what, one episode away from the finale? Yes, next week's the finale. So crazy. And if you're like waiting, you know, if you're one of those people that love to binge watch your episodes, maybe you binge listen your podcasts. I didn't want you to, you know, hear the same thing every time. So I really elongate out some of those phrases to mix and it up, you know? And if you are someone who likes hearing the same thing every time, I apologize on Carmen's behalf. Also, <laughs> also too, by the time this releases, you will have a baby. Yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So that's oh, a gracious. whole thing. So what a time to be alive. Okay. This is episode eight of season one titled Save Me. Now, there are upwards of like 40 songs by that name. <laughs> and no one seems to know for sure which um, one this episode is titled after. So I sent Carmen the two most reoccurring options on things that I read. So one was by Amy Mann and one was by Queen, right? Yes, that is correct. So did you listen to both? I did listen to both. The Amy Mann one, so I, I know the Queen one because okay. I'm a big fan of Queen. Um, so I was really hoping that that was it, but I feel like, um, the one by Amy Mann may have been more for this, but it's only because I'm thinking it's a little bit sadder of a song, but okay. the lyrics for queen, I think make more sense, but well then maybe it's supposed to be queen. Maybe what I, what I'm convinced. And I was thinking about this while I was using the little boys room today was, <laughs> I think they just came up with the name of the episode and hoped a song existed for it. I mean, maybe I thought, for this one, not for everyone, for sure. But maybe well, for maybe. this one. Well, but then I thought, okay, the internet wasn't super prominent back in 2005. So it's not like you have... It was pretty have, prominent. But it's not it like today where you 92. Can, <laughs> yes, that's a bit, This isn't like Seinfeld times. Um, but you couldn't just Google all of the information in the entire universe. Now you, you can. You could Google most of the universe, though. Google existed in 2005. <sighs> okay, never mind. Forget everything I said. Kelsey, tell us I, about this I episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one was directed by Sarah Pia Anderson, who is British. Um, and before she started her um, film and television career, she did a lot of stage directing. Um, and then she went into TV, um, and notably, she has directed episodes of ER, Big Love, Ugly Betty, Gilmore Girls, which is one of my faves, Dead Like Me, and Veronica Mars, in addition to Grey's Anatomy. And um, she's done a lot of others. I just thought those were the most recognizable names. So she's busy. Two of those shows I had never heard of before, Big Love and... What was the other one? The, the second, like the last one you said? Yeah, Dead never heard of either of those. Uh, I think those were both HBO shows. Big Love was about um, a guy who was married to multiple people. It was about polygamy. Oh, uh, that's Big Love. And Dead Like Me was a good show that a lot of people didn't watch. Um, I think it was also HBO, maybe Showtime. It was on a while ago, back when like the, there was no streaming services. So if you didn't just pay for those things or buy the DVDs, you didn't know 
So it's a good show if you have. I think there's only two seasons of it. Anyways, this was written by Mimi. I have to guess on the last name. I'm pretty positive it's Schmier because it's S-C-H-M-I-R. So I just feel like it's Schmier. I don't know how else to say that. I before E, except after C. Yeah, P? that's not in any way relevant to this, but that is what they say. <laughs> you see, it was C-E-I-R or C-I-E-R. No, S-C-H-M-I-R. There's no yeah. E, and the Maybe I is wildly far from the C. Maybe it's Schmeier. Maybe. Or it's Schmeier, Schemer. Maybe it's Schemer, and it's like, it's pronounced You're adding it letters. Looks. I don't Anyways, know. Anyways, that's... Um, she has done a couple other, um, writing, but she's very attached to Grays because she's, uh, been producing and like producing and writing for it for a very long time. And she was also part of the cast when they got nominated for, two Emmys in 2006 and 2007 for Outstanding Drama Series. And she won, in 2006, a uh, Writers Guild of America Award for Best New Series. Did this season one win any awards? Um, I don't... I'll, I'll pull it up. I'm, we'll talk about it in the next episode, but yeah, that'll slightly be fair. relevant that'll be in this specific episode, um, see, uh, Save Me was the episode they submitted for Sandra O oh to the Emmys. And she did receive a nomination for best supporting actress. But so when you're like for the Emmys or Oscars or any award show, you, something has to be submitted for you to be nominated. And this was the episode that was submitted for Sandra O oh, and she was nominated. She did not win this. She was nominated for that category for the Emmys five times. And in addition to like SAG awards and a few others, and I, I, she definitely won a SAG award, but she didn't ever win an Emmy, but she did get nominated multiple times because she's so great. I love her. I also like her. I, I wouldn't. Well, I shouldn't say I also like her because you said you loved her. I don't love her yet, but I do That's like fair. her. That's fair. I'll allow it. Um, okay. So let's see. This episode aired May 15th, 2005. Such a long time ago. I was but a wee 15-year-old. No, I was 14. Yeah, I was, I was seven. That's a lie. He was You're not right. seven. <laughs> um, and it had 18.33 million views. So we so. went down from last week. What were we? Just eight, a little 18, bit. 18.9? It was like 18.8 or something last week, I think. So okay. just a yee bit. Um, okay, Netflix synopsis. Are you ready? Yes. Rife with spoilers. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Meredith becomes disenchanted with her ignorance of parts of Derek's life. (laughs) Also, like the phrasing of that sentence is very odd. Disenchanted. Like, just right. Meredith is bad. She doesn't know more about Derek's past. Just that's the same thing in normal English. Yeah, but they were trying to be funny with the whole like fairy tale thing that they have. Yeah, going but on even with, with Meredith becomes disenchanted with her ignorance of parts of Derek's life. Meredith becomes disenchanted with Derek's secrecy. <laughs> Meredith finds out Derek lives a double life, which is rife with secrecy. <laughs> and 
disenchantment. I don't Meredith know. Meredith finds out Derek's not even a real person. He's a ghost <laughs> robot. Derek has crippling debt. <laughs> uh, well, he is a brain surgeon, so he probably yes. did at some point. Yes. Actually, that is one of my actual thoughts later on in this episode, which you'll know why once we get there. Hold on one second. Okay. So, do you want to get started? I don't have any. Yeah. So, you start with this Meredith, your open monologue, and it's about the fairy tale stuff. Mm -hmm. I was never one. So, I am finding more and more every day that I'm an Izzy. I'm for sure an Izzy. Um, Mostly if I'm referencing back to the familial relationships, okay? Uh, So do you mean Izzy specifically in this episode? Because I find Izzy in this episode very different from the Izzy we know. So yes, the Izzy in this episode is kind of all over the place, and I really can't read her emotions that she's throwing out there. But the more and more I learn about her family and her decision-making process, Mm -hmm. I find myself as an Izzy. I identify as an Izzy. But the whole fairy tale thing, because Izzy does not strike me as someone who like believed in the fairy tale thing growing up, right? Like Meredith for sure, sheltered, privileged, totally getting that fairy tale vibe, which makes sense because she's starting with it. And then, you know, Derek's just in the house. But that's my first note is she's talking about having that fairy tale dream growing up your whole life. And I'm like, I never really had that. I never had that unrealistic fairy tale piece in my head. That was the first note, and that's kicking us off because we're starting in their house, and he's brushing his teeth and doing his cool hair thing. I don't know. I feel like Izzy is the type of person who does believe in like everything's just going to be okay. That's such a fairy tale mindset. I don't know because she there's a lot of jadedness in her character, which is what I'm finding out more. Like she, I think she she can want the good in people, but also she has had six or seven different character arcs in this in this <laughs> one season alone. Um, I did want to note while we're talking about fairy tales that Patrick Dempsey was also the the main love interest in Enchanted, a Disney film that is wildly underrated. Never so. seen it. Oh my god. It's so freaking good. Anyways, I just found that interesting. Um uh Izzy makes a fun joke about Martha Stewart being in jail. So so I'll remember when that happened. That's a good time. Look at her now. Honestly, making those lighters with Snoop Dogg, which yeah, is best quite possibly one of the best marketing campaign that's ever happened. A hundred percent. Give that person a raise. Yes. Um, I think it's interesting, and I think it is a tool used by the writers to infer that time has passed because everyone, Derek's there and everyone just seems comfortable with it. Like, obviously, yeah. last episode we learned that like Izzy and George learn that they're sleeping together, whatever, but he's just at their house and they say he's been there for a week straight and they're all just kind of chilling and and no one acting weird when he comes in or anything. So I think we're supposed to um, infer that a certain amount of time has passed and they are all just accepting it. And it's cool now. We're all friends and vibing. Yeah. I, I feel like George has gotten more closure on-screen closure with the yeah. Meredith and Derek thing than Izzy has because the last time we see Izzy, she's getting yelled at by Dr. Bailey and she is like, hey, fuck off. Like, Christina, go do this surgery, right? So 
I'm curious why they decided to choose not to give Izzy more of that real. Well, that closure. was the end of last episode. Was Izzy sorry? Yeah, when they were when they were baking and they yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that part. And but she's like, "Oh, you love him." Yeah, I guess. But I, I'm glad that George got more of his closure with Derek. I wish Izzy would have gotten a little bit more closure with Derek herself. I don't know. Maybe that's See, I feel like, much. but Izzy's issue isn't with Derek. Izzy's issue is with Meredith. Uh, Whereas George's issue is with Derek because right. he's a dumb, dumb, dumb. Well, yes. Also, he's very dumb in this episode. I don't know if I like him. I he's know, I don't, I don't pretty like him annoying. Yeah. He's <laughs> consistently. He's more, yeah. More and more annoying. Um, so what, so had you given any thought to Derek's life? before it was a central plot point in this episode no not even once so when they brought it up at the beginning what were your thoughts did you think like red flag he's homeless or something like did you think anything weird i okay i didn't think he was homeless but i did think like maybe he's caring i I was actually really hoping that he was also caring for like a parent (laughs) so it's like dying parent was there yeah um but no, I, I really didn't think anything about it. I, I genuinely, even in the episode, I didn't make any judgments or inferences. I just assumed it was kind of like this, oh, it happened. It was organic. We didn't mean for it to happen. But also, why do you care? And I'll tell you when I tell you. Uh, yeah. But I think I, I also saw it as him protecting himself because ultimately he is her boss. And at any moment, this could come crashing down and he could be forced to break up with her. So who knows it is interesting because it's like okay so maybe none of this has organically come up but then when she starts asking questions and he's like actively being shady about it the entire episode then it does look shady and then you know at the end it's just like oh i just didn't want to tell you that i live in this trailer on a bunch of land like why is i don't understand why that would be worth keeping the secret um so it's just weird i don't know if you had a similar thought you're like okay so why were you being shady the whole episode if you don't actually have an issue telling her this information. I don't know if I thought it was shady. I was like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, what's the point? Like, why do you want to know? I, well, I think because he, they're together. Well, right. But they one, I don't think that he thinks that just because they're together, that she is owed any information on demand. Right. And in her defense, like, yeah, you want to know the person that you're smushing booties with every single night for the last seven days. Like, maybe you should know something about that person. But I think it maybe was with him, which I would put my head into the psychology of a brain surgeon as he surgeon as he's probably thinking, I want to control this. I want you to know when I want you to know. Don't ask me questions. I'll tell you organically. Like, just let it happen. But if you think about a relationship, when you learn things organically about a person, a lot of times it's because you said, so, hey, where are you from? <laughs> or or something like it's because they asked a question like that's organic. But they, obviously some don't... of the things she demands, like a lot of information all at once for no reason. Right. But like one or two questions. And again, it's not like, what are you? It's why are you being weird? Like it's at one point, it just kind of seems like he's just doing it to make her more annoyed. Which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I'm floored by that. Him and his great hair walking around annoying his quote-unquote girlfriend. Um, okay, so moving forward. We'll, we'll come back to this 800 more times in this episode. <laughs> yes. This is the main plot point. Um, okay, so we cut over. Christina is scheduling an abortion. She's not really looking for uh, to hear 
this lady's speech about other options. She just wants to, she, she's made up her mind on her own. She's not looking for advice from anybody else. Um, so, which was that surprising to you or did you, No, I mean, in the last episode you thought she wasn't going to have a baby. So, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I just assumed that she was going to get the abortion, but also we, so obviously as we're going through this episode, another plot point is this other couple with a baby. Right. Right. Uh, I I assumed as I was watching this episode that they were going to try to convince like that she was going to deal with this inner turmoil of wanting to keep the child. So I don't know. I still haven't gotten there yet. Full thought process. But I think I I just assumed that it was going to go one of either two ways. She was going to have an abortion or um, it just naturally would be a miscarriage or something. OK, so I think what's interesting about Christina um, sometimes when she decides something, she, she doesn't really seem to give a lot of thought to any gray areas. Like, I think she's just very, her viewpoints are very black and white. Like this is what it is. And sometimes maybe that's not so true, but I think in this episode that seems to really be where she's standing is like, this is what you should do. And this is what you're going to do. And this is just what makes sense logically and reasonably. So, um, and you know, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it when we get into it. <laughs> well, I thought it was also interesting that she's having this conversation without Burke. Yes. And I just keep going back to that fucking condom scene. <laughs> Aren't you so glad I pointed that out? Like, why even do it? <laughs> That's why? what I'm saying. Isn't it's for it sure weird? a misdirect. It's for sure a misdirect. It's just weird. Because, like, even if they didn't. If they didn't do that scene, I would probably still assume that they were using a condom. Right. Because they're doctors and they're, you know, intelligent people. So it's just weird that they felt so strongly the need to show the audience that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've, it would I've be just... weird. It would be weirder if they had another scene where they, they <laughs> threw another condom away. Or Will we get... Or we if get they do a, it again. a different condom reference in this episode, but not with them, with someone else. Right, right. But anyways. Which I'm excited to talk about that scene because I have feelings about that scene. Me too. Okay, okay. good. So, okay, so we meet our first patient of the day. Um, it's the um, Orthodox Jew. And she is there because she had a root canal. That wouldn't stop bleeding, which is not pleasant <laughs> to think about. Have you ever had a root canal? No, thank God. I have had one. It was not what I expected and was really only bad because I built it up to being bad in my head. But I was completely numbed, so I couldn't feel anything. And it took like 20 minutes, which I really thought it was going to take a lot longer. Root but, canals are um, one of my biggest fears. Yeah, but that same. Just, for me... It means that you have failed as a steward of your dental health. Yeah, I have. So I unfortunately have very uh, what's called soft teeth. So regardless of how much I care for them, they're pretty much just going to crumble, which is a bummer. I will say this to anyone. Uh, if you have to have a root canal, I would recommend going to like the special the doctor who like does that and only that. Um, most dentists can do it, but there are dentists who are like specifically trained in that. And I just think if you're going to spend your money 
you should spend it that way. Uh, it's just, it's a different, it's just a different thing. They're just, that's all they do. So they're very, very good at it. And I have like horrendous dental anxiety and this man was so nice and everyone there was so nice. And I, I just, I, I don't think if the regular dentist had done it, it would be only 20 minutes. That's just how I feel. I could be wrong, but I was very close to needing one. I was very close to needing one at one point. Yeah. And it's very scary. It's not great. No. Anyways. Yeah. That scene got me with the skirt when she just is like, yeah. she's wearing her skirt underneath the thing. The, her hospital gown? Yeah, her hospital gown. Also, it made me for a second think, because I, I, you know, you go back to Alex, who also, Alex is on a hot streak. This was another good episode for Yeah, Alex. this was a great episode for Alex. Uh, he, initially I thought, oh, is Alex Jewish? Because he doesn't. I, there was an interesting exchange in that room there. I thought for a second maybe he was also implying like, oh, yeah, I used to be a practicing Jew and now I now I don't. Um, that is not at all the case, which no. I learned later on. I found it interesting that so he asked her what what the deal was with her name because her name is Devo. And she says my parents did too many drugs or whatever. So I renamed myself yeah. Esther, which is an interesting choice. Um, I mean, obviously, Esther is in the Bible. And if you're a woman, there's not as many choices biblically as there are men. So you got like Esther and 800 Marys and Eve. Uh, but I'm just, I just think Esther is a statement, making a statement if you decide to be called Esther. Yeah, choosing to be called Esther or naming your child Esther. Both of those are statements. Yes. And so, okay, so... Then we move on and we meet our psychic. <laughs> yeah. Who Christina I has just... the best one-liner in the entire episode here. <laughs> Which one? Wait, you say what you want to say first. I, I, you, you go ahead. You, you do it. Oh, I was just like, it's kind of weird because what are your personal, like, do you think psychics are real in I, prob- our current probably. world? Probably. So... I don't really think psych I there's I believe a weird assortment of things. I I have no issues believing in mediums and people who can talk to dead people. But if you're going to tell me you can just predict the future, although he wasn't really predicting the future. I guess he was just saying things that are currently true. But I'm I'm like my thing is where is that information coming from? <laughs> if you if it's coming from a dead person, great. <laughs> But then you're not a psychic. You're you're a medium. I just, I don't know why I feel like the term psychic. I'm like, ah, no, that's too much for me to believe. I don't know. I, so I don't think that there's enough evidence to disprove psychics, but I agree. There has to be some sort of something channeling in there. Uh, so maybe it's, maybe it's uh, some demon spirits that are just whispering in his ear as they're going by. Maybe that's the difference is <laughs> the mediums talk directly to the spirits and the psychics just hear their conversations in the background. <laughs> oh, that's the girl who makes cupcakes. And he's like, Ooh, chocolate cupcakes. Oh, that, that girl, people call her cricket. Ooh, hi cricket. Right? Like I'm no, I'm jumping ahead, but maybe yeah. that's the difference. It, mediums yeah, talk it's... to the spirits and psychics just listen to them. Okay. So what was your line that you liked that Christina had? When the guy's handing off, uh, or uh, the the psychic, and he says something, and sh- and she goes, "Of course they are," and I'm a chicken. <laughs> I loved that. I was I actually had to pause because I was laughing, <laughs> and uh, again, that's like 
That is Christina eating a chocolate chip cookie emoji for me. Yes. She's got a lot of the good the good lines. Some of my favorites over over the years are Christina. I'd give quotes. her I'd give her an award uh just for that that episode, for that that line. Yeah, just for the chicken line. That's probably yeah. why she got nominated for sure was the chicken. It was that one, yeah. Um okay, so then it went to the intro and I looked and it was like five minutes and like 12 seconds and to get to the intro. So again, a really long little opener or whatever you want to call it before the intro, which is interesting. So, but not as much felt like it happened as opposed to the last episode. Yeah. that Well, we meet, well, there's the whole Derek Meredith thing. And then we meet two patients. I guess, but no gunshot wounds this time. Correct. Yes. No one's been shot yet. Okay, so then we're in the episode, and George is talking to whoever, and he's saying that he's going to grow his hair out and not (laughs) shave, to which I wrote, George is trying to look like McDreamy, a simply impossible task. Right. Also, just, he can't keep pining over Meredith. Yeah, yeah, literally just get over it. Yeah. Is what I want to say. It's not, she's not into you. It's okay. It's fine. Move on. There are just so many other people, and I don't. I just don't really get the obsession with Meredith. Like, I'm not saying anything against her. It's just what she's. I mean, she's pretty and she's nice. So are a lot of people. I don't understand the obsession with this one specific female. It's a little. It's a little much. Maybe there move. also there also hasn't been enough like intimate conversations where I feel like George knows enough about her to care about her as much as he does. Right, and even in the first episode, he's already, like, obsessed with her, and he kind of mentions, like, oh, we met at the mixer. You were wearing something, something, whatever, strappy shoes. So they had talked maybe once before the first episode, and he's this obsessed with her? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> this was not a good episode for Alex. It was Sorry, a good episode George. For Alex. I meant to say it was a good episode for Alex. It was not a good episode for George. I don't know that there have been... Good episodes for George. There have been episodes where George was slightly more okay, but there have, to this point, not been good George episodes. Yeah. I'm hoping next episode. (laughs) There's always next episode, George. We'll we'll see, I guess. Um, Okay, so then Meredith is talking to Derek, asking all the questions, and then he's like, why do you want to know? You need to just go with the flow and be flexible. And she says, I'm not flexible. And he said, oh, there I disagree, which I did think was funny. He did right. Sexual. Um, that was a fun interaction, but it was. Also it was. It was good. Talking way too loud about <laughs> innuendos in the middle of a hospital uh, uh, bridgeway. Not, it does seem at this point they're not trying to be secretive at all anymore. Like no, we're just everyone knows, and we're just not going to be mad about it anymore. And even that scene where they come out of the surgery and they're just sitting next to each other, like they're getting real cozy. I know, again, jumping around, but like there are multiple times in this episode, I'm like, does like, do they not care? They don't care. They don't care anymore. I guess I feel like it's one of those things maybe where it's not a rule. It's just, it's one of those things where like, it's not against the rules. It's just frowned upon. Do you know what I mean? So, and where to more to Izzy's point is that it's just, it like taints everything. Like, oh, is his favoritism? Are you getting these recommendations because you're good at your job or because of something else? So, And also, Derek probably feels untouchable in a number of ways because he was literally begged by Dr. Weber to come in yeah. and just, like, be this chief of surgery protege. protege. 
Nice. Look Twins. at us. Where's that game? Wow. Oh my God. We're best friends. Okay. Um, so then uh, they have to put a pig in the weird girl. So Supposedly. That's what I wrote. <laughs> they have to put a pig in that weird girl. So it is interesting. So <laughs> also then Alex makes a joke about it being the other other white meat. Yeah. That is red meat, sir. So <laughs> what I think about it's funny about this episode is it is a good episode for Alex, but so many times Burke is so annoyed with Alex. Like it's just little one liners and he doesn't really address it. He'll just kind of go or like roll his eyes or whatever, but he doesn't really address it. I just think it's funny because I guess it's like Alex isn't really crossing any lines or doing anything inappropriate. Burke just finds him annoying. And I, I find that amusing, but it's, I don't, I don't even like, yes, obviously that he's annoyed by him, but they, they've grown like a very interesting mentor mentee relationship, Mm -hmm. which doesn't Alex report to Dr. Bailey directly. Like, why is he all of a sudden engaging with Burke on all these things? I don't know. That just, I was not understanding that relationship. So, the breakdown is like because Burke is an attending, as is Shepard, and Bailey is a resident. So the residents are the ones that get assigned the interns, and then they will like disperse them to different specialties as they see needed. So if Cardio requests an intern, she'll be like, oh, one of my interns go be with Burke because he's in Cardio. So he's just, I guess, getting assigned to Cardio cases or whatever is getting. Or if obviously like in this one, Derek re- requests Meredith, which... Risky business, but whatever. Yeah, that was risky. That's a later scene, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I just was not understanding. Obviously, I like... I, I Not obviously, I guess I should say, but I actually am, am growing to like the relationship between Burke and Alex. I just didn't... It just seemed like an unlikely match for me. Yeah. Well, what I think about um, Burke, and they show this with him with multiple interns, is I, I think he's a very good teacher. Which the um, the hospital is a teaching hospital, so it's good that he's a good teacher. This also, Jess was watching this episode with us, with with hey, us, you and me, um, <laughs> you and Marlo, <laughs> yeah, and uh, me, me, Grievous, Marlo, and Phasma. Uh, so we were we were watching this episode, and she was like, "Hey, can you just make sure that if anyone ever does come in and ask that." we do not choose students to do anything for this baby in this delivery process, yes. only professional doctors. And I was like, yeah, sure. Totally. So yeah, when we were doing, um, one of the times that we went to the emergency room, cause we thought I was in labor and I wasn't, they were like, well, before you leave, since you're already here, we'll go ahead and register you for when you do come in and you're actually in labor. We don't have to do any paperwork. I was like, perfect. So they're going over all this stuff to sign. And one of the things she was like, okay, this one says that we're a teaching hospital and we do have interns and students here and like med students who observe and stuff. So like this paper is just acknowledging that that is a thing. And I was like, okay. And then I didn't sign it for a second. And I go, so if I sign this, am I like giving them permission to do the procedures or anything? And she goes, no, no, you're just acknowledging that you've been told that's true. And I go, okay, so like, would I have to give consent for those people to perform any kind of procedure? And she was like, yes, they would have to ask you. And it did actually happen to someone I know, like when they were um, in the hospital in labor, 
the doctor asked if one of the interns could give her the epidural and her and her husband both just kind of froze and they didn't say anything. And luckily her mom was there and she was like, um, we appreciate you asking, but I don't think that's going to be the right choice for us in this scenario, which I appreciate because, um, I think in that scenario, it's like, you don't want to be rude, but also it's like, no, I really don't want that. <laughs> there are things that I would be fine with someone an intern doing like, do you need to take my blood? Do you need to give me a shot? Whatever. But an epidural is a lot. Yeah. And I you would have, have to no sign a problem. bunch of papers that are like, you could be paralyzed if this person does a bad job. Yeah. That's, that is my single biggest fear. And you've heard me say this when it comes to pregnancy, the epidural could leave my wife completely paralyzed. And that is my biggest fear. So if the doctor came in and said, Hey, would you be okay with that? And I said, look, doc, Anything else. Let's talk about this. But for sure, I don't want a paralyzed wife. I was not built for being married to someone who's paralyzed in the nicest way possible. I love so Jessica. So your that vows of sickness and health were meaningless. No. You mean I only in perfect health. No, no, no. I wouldn't consider paralysis uh, sickness. I would consider that uh, mutilation at the hands of a doctor. Well, in that case, in that scenario, it kind of would be. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of paralysis, Derek's patient <laughs> is maybe kind of paralyzed, but we don't know why. Also, that actor is the um, really terrible guy in WandaVision, who was the director who dismantled Vision and was, like, really mean. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Like, the head of um, S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not recognize him at all. Yes, because it's been so long. This is 2005. WandaVision wow. was 15 years later. Yeah, it's the same guy. Wow. Isn't that Dang. crazy? Oh, yeah. man. I thought he was going to be our living in Shondaland moment. He's not. We'll come to that later. But he's oh, not so in any exciting. other Shonda shows. But I was looking for that. Like, I was looking at him. And I, and he did look familiar. And once I was like, oh, yeah, if you put gray hair on him, that's for sure the same guy. But, yeah, he's so much younger in this. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm glad. I have to go back and watch that because I did not get that at all. Yeah. They also only show him laying down, which is with, like, a, the neck brace on. <laughs> it's a different different views. Um, George is struggling. He intubates that guy wrong. Alex is being mean about it. And I think it's funny, even though it's not nice and you shouldn't do it, especially when someone's life is on the line. Um, for a second, I didn't realize that that person was like unconscious. So I was like, dang, George, you're really <laughs> fucking up this person's day. Come on, man. <laughs> and like, I mean, also, he's not, I thought, not fucking it up. No, I mean, he is for sure. Like that's yeah. not like, he's going to wake up like, oh man, my trachea so sore um, yeah seriously because <laughs> that's not pleasant that's like not easy stuff uh but alex obviously was not making it easier for george yes um but i did in burke is watching and he does come in again this is a good moment of teaching but he's only a little bit mean but he's not super mean he's just like what why are you doing this wrong and then does it correctly he's like this is what you need to do and does it so which callback to Scrubs, there is also uh, some really good scenes where Elliot forgets how to do an intubation. And uh, Michael J. Fox is a guest star in this episode. And at the end of the episode, she remembers how to do it because she had, jumping ahead, a little bit of a moment very similar to George. So we'll get there uh, very, very soon, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that parallel. Yes. Um also, so then we go back to the psychic and Christina hisses at him. And I wrote Christina hissing at the maybe psychic is a full mood. I just love it so much. <laughs> and he called the pregnancy thing. Yeah, he did. He knows straight up 
something that was the moment where i was like yo what the fuck is this guy really psychic that's my thing is i think and i wrote it later like at the very end of the episode i was like i mean i think we're just supposed to accept that in the reality of this show this man is a psychic shonda believes in psychics which which is is what now we have to believe (laughs) so and then christina goes and asks to be taken off the case and bailey goes ask me nicely and christina says that was me doing nicely which i think is chef's kiss incredible perfect i love her so much and the whole point she wanted off of it because she didn't want to deal with him you know saying things about being pregnant and then of course she gets put on the case with the pregnant lady who has breast (laughs) cancer so much irony (laughs) hard to hard to do um izzy is weirdly weird about the psychic even before she gets on the the pregnant or on the case so obviously we we know something's up and, and we say Izzy, what's up? What's up, Iz? What's going on? And that's when she's like, I don't know. I just I can't figure out my cupcake recipe. <laughs> yeah, that was the whole thing. Um, so I did. And then we have another Meredith and Derek situation. And he walks away and says, lighten up. And she goes, don't tell me to lighten up. I'll lighten up when I feel light. <laughs> yeah, good one. Good, good one, burn. Meredith. Sick burn. <laughs> Sick burn, Mayor. Nailed it. Um. And then we have the poor pregnant cancer lady who's, you know, does not want to not be pregnant. And Christina's going on about all the options and none of them involve keeping the baby. And I just feel bad for her. Very yeah, that was time. a moment that brought me back to the episode where the guy was brain dead and Christina had to get the consent forms from the mom and the daughter. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, we're finding ourselves. I thought there was going to be a, a pretty intense, at this point, I thought there was an intense lesson that was going to be coming or, or, or a shocking revelation. Genuinely thought that Bailey was going to say that she had an abortion at one point mm-hmm. um, to the to the patient. That was like right. my prediction. But uh, especially when she snapped on Bailey, like, you have no idea what I'm going through, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, uh, when she was like, respectively, like, how you do or whatever. Yes. Uh, but I was like, okay, they're, they're putting... Dr. Bailey and, and Christina in, in the same soft skills moment for a reason. So I yeah. was very curious to see what that reason was uh, as we go through this episode. But that was my prediction. Um, and then we're back down with the guy who's going, like, becoming paralyzed by the minute, which is truly terrifying. Like, can you imagine? No, That's I can't. Just laying there, being able to move, and then slowly, like, it's like creeping up your body. Like, you can't move. Like, it's terrifying to think about. Um, and this I just thought was weird because the the psychic guy like, comes out from behind a curtain and goes, it's not in your head, man. I believe you, whatever. And I, and I just wrote, why is he there? He has already been in his own room. Why is he down here in uh, what I assume is the emergency room? Just interrupting people. Yeah. And it's not an e- like when you're laying down in those beds, it's not an easy thing to get up. So he had to maneuver himself out of that bed, get past Izzy, go to the curtain, open the curtain and then yell. <laughs> so it was an ordeal. Yeah. I just thought that was odd. I mean, obviously it was for the plot point for them to say it's not in your head or whatever. But I was like, he's already been in his own room. Why is he down here? Yeah. Dumb. Uh, um, okay. So then they go back to the esther <clears throat> our orthodox jew and i think it's weird that she is um so obsessed with her very strict religious views and then immediately turns around and starts cursing at people yes 
She I, said that uh, she wants the 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 non kosher animal, and then called him a, a jackass. Or well, she say? says th- in this first one, she's like says something or like hell I will or something like that or go to hell or something about hell, but not in a biblical sense in a in an insulting term. And in I the bad just kind. right, and I was like, this is you're you're cursing. So is that not? I mean, I'm no Orthodox Jew, but. I just thought maybe that would be against those beliefs. I was mixing up that particular time with later on when she's praying, yes. finishes up praying, then calls him an ass. Yes, yeah, says like jackass or smartass or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, and then she's yelling at her parents, and she goes, "You don't, you guys don't even know the plagues." And Alex just starts naming the plagues. He's like, "Even I know the plagues." God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then he and that keeps was one talking of the times. about them under his breath when Burke is like trying to talk to them about the actual surgery. <laughs> that was one surgery. of the times that Burke was just like. <sighs> um, so then Izzy is on with the, the psychic guy, the maybe psychic. And the maybe psychic. We're back to just full blown sexual harassment. Just rude, inappropriate things that you should not say to people. Yeah, we went way too long without it, and the show thought <laughs> we Let's got throw- like three whole episodes where everyone was just correct in the workplace, and now they gotta not yeah. do that again. Yeah, they just they th- and they throw it out there too, and he's like not. I also did for a second think that they were gonna hook up. He's got weird energy. Weird energy, right? Because he's, I guess, because he's a psychic. <laughs> Um, and then I wrote, are we supposed to think that he is a psychic or not? Because I truly don't know. Because at first, when you hear that, you think, okay, surely he's not a psychic because psychics aren't real. And then they int- they do the mommy thing with Christina. And then they get to Izzy and he does the cupcake thing. And then he does cricket. And it's just weird. And I don't, I just don't know what the writers wanted people to think or if they wanted. Because obviously by the end of the episode, I feel that it is too far past a point where they for it to be questionable anymore but i i thought maybe throughout the episode they wanted you to go oh is it possible could they have just heard it somewhere else but then i i don't know i just think it's a weird a weird story <laughs> to tell yeah well and then it, it is interesting because she i don't know later on she calls out the guy about being uh like hyper observant, really. Like yeah, she's, she's like, oh, you just read people well. Yeah. So she calls him out. Was it that scene she calls him out, or it's later on? Either way, it's and I'm later thinking, on. But well, in the first one, when he says cupcake, she's like, oh, do I still have some in my hair or something? And he was like, what are you talking about? But later on, she does call him out for reading people. But yeah, it's weird. I just don't really. I don't know what the writers want the audience to think. It made sense though, because in. In my favorite TV show, Psych, he is a hyper-observant <laughs> fake psychic. So Yeah, that's like mentalist. Yeah, yeah. But funnier. Right, right. Yes, mentalist is a touch on the dramatic side. Yes. <laughs> as it is a drama. Um, then I wrote, yes, George maybe could benefit from some sexual activity because he's all upset. And then Christina says, you need to get laid. Yeah. And then she's yep. like, look, that nurse over there, she's cute. She has red hair. Ask her out. <laughs> Yeah, that was a scene that that in that scene I, I thought it was a foreshadowing. I really can I can I also can I jump ahead just for a second? Yeah, go for it. This the, the condom scene with mm-hmm. with Alex. Mm-hmm. 
Those two scenes in this episode really gave me strong foreshadowing that George and Izzy will, in fact, smush booties. Really? Because George and yeah. Izzy? Yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm calling it. You you all heard it here first. You've probably all seen it already because I'm correct. Um, I don't. You know also said correct. it already in another episode. But I know. But I'm, I'm saying it reaffirmed. I was confused about why those two scenes because he's like looking longingly at Meredith in both of those scenes. But the condom scene, she I felt like she was looking longingly at him for some reason. Because Is he? yeah, because. Alex makes the comment about the condom in his pocket. Mm-hmm. He starts to walk away. And then Izzy looked at George almost disappointed when he went to go for the condom as if he's about to use this on this other girl. Use his condom on me. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe I'm picking up that's on an wrong interesting things. read. That's an interesting read for sure. Because I, I feel like know. she was disappointed. Like, don't be a bro. But. We'll maybe see. we'll see what happens. But. I don't think that that was George's attempt to be a bro. I think that was George's attempt to be like, I want to you know, get laid. Yeah, I, I don't think he was laid. attempting <laughs> to be a bro. I just, but that's that he is being one. Um, okay. So I don't know specifically what this is referencing, but I wrote Christina is not here for the pregnant talk. So I don't know who I'm assuming cancer lady, but I don't know what specific part that was that she was not about. So I think it's a scene because I also made a note that she got really harsh with that baby patient um, because she was throwing a lot of stuff at her and yeah. she was basically making it sound like she was peer pressuring that lady to just say, get rid of the baby, save your own life. Yeah. But that was also in a scene I think that they were really playing into. She's 47. It's a yeah. geriatric pregnancy. But like you're you're gonna you have to choose your life over this baby's life why aren't you choosing your life right and it it felt very guilt ridden i also wrote at the end but i'm gonna say it now i thought it was weird that they didn't give the husband much like we don't see him speaking up much in any of these scenes and i think it's interesting because i in there are other scenes, not specific like this exact same scenario, but there are other scenes in this show and in other medical shows I've watched where it's been like a choice between mother and baby and the mom's always like, save the baby. And the dad's always like, no, don't save the baby. And he, he and it's not that he was saying that or the other thing. He was just saying nothing. And I just thought, why would you not give him any any opinion on, on his wife or child? I just thought that was interesting and kind of weird because they kept going. And he's always in the room. He's always present. And the only thing really that he says is when he tells them that they are going to have the abortion, which they ultimately end up not doing. But that's really the main thing that they give him to say. And I just thought that was interesting. It it could be where truly he's like, look, your choice, not my body, not my choice. You know, maybe he's like super progressive. You wouldn't even be like, you know, you can say your choice, but also what I would want is for you to be alive. Yeah. Well, it also it I'm glad that Jess got to see that, too, because we've had conversations of like if something happens and there's a complication, the doctor says, all right, your wife or the baby. I'm like my wife. Right. That's I feel like the typical that would be the typical answer for most husbands, I think. I hope. Um, I mean, it's obviously a very difficult choice that I don't want anyone to have to make. But no, no, typically that would be the. I just thought that was weird. Anyways, okay, so um, 
the paralyzed guy. I wrote, this paralyzed guy has freaked me out. And then Derek says something like, we've got to get that clock. And then there's really dramatic music and it cuts away. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. And then it just cuts to black. I was like, oh, so scene dramatic. change. He's just jumping right into this exploratory surgery. It's just you like, he's like, ah, we'll figure it out. And he's Let's get there. Wrong. No, I mean, he's, he's obviously, he's right. We, they, yeah. you know, they, they save him. They get the clot. But like, I do not think I would have that kind of, well, I guess that's why I'm not a surgeon though. You know? Yeah. He's also been doing it for a while. So I guess we have to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's good at his job, I guess. Maybe. Um, Okay, so what I liked about Alex and Esther is that they were connecting, even though they were both having attitudes about it, they were still connecting. And they were, it was almost like, um, it was similar to when him and Christina were together in the second episode, and they were both like, well, we both hate each other, but we're have to going to have to do this, so let's just do it and have a good time. It just kind of reminded me of that, and I thought it was funny. Well, yeah, it also gave me a good laugh when she's like, I hear they call you Dr. Evil Spawn. And he's yeah. like, only the people that like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, I like, I, I enjoyed all of their interactions together. They're, they're also, so, okay. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you like, I'm going to give you two choices. The interactions between Burke and Alex more than the Bailey and Christina interactions. Uh, in this specific episode, no. No. Okay. I do like the Burke and Alex back and forth, and I do like that Burke comes back around. Um, but I, I just think there's more subtext to the Christina Bailey stuff given what we as an audience know is going on in Christina's life. I just think that there's more to it. Um, yeah. Did you like the Alex and Burke stuff better? Yeah, I did. I, I'm a sucker for, you know, uh, mentoring and, and things like that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and me being a man, I think I connect to both of those characters, obviously just a little bit better, but yeah. I really was hoping and and yes, thank you for clarifying. I was talking about this episode specifically. Um, I, I really didn't feel like Bailey taught Christina a lesson in this episode. Yeah. I don't feel like it was much teaching. I just like those characters chemistry together. I mean, I, I, all of them, I like when they're together and Burke and Alex, we do get really good scenes with them in this episode and also in episodes to come. But I just like, Bailey and Christina together. And again, it's hard for me to say, cause I know everything that's coming in the future. So it's hard for me to truly say with like a blind eye, Oh, this one is better. It's just to me personal who I enjoy seeing more at. Um, so yeah, I get that. And it is interesting that I agree. It's not really a teaching thing. I think it just kind of gives us more insight into both Christina and Bailey, because you kind of, as to your point, you think maybe Christina is going to have second thoughts, but she doesn't like, she's just very black and white about it, but you do see Bailey showing that empathy and, and that caring bedside manner and like wanting to be there for the patient. Um, so I do think we get good insight into both of their characters from just this interaction with this patient. But yeah. I also like the teaching moments that Burke and Alex have together. So they're both totally. good. Yeah. Um, so Bailey then calls Izzy out for getting too attached or too involved and taking things personally. And Izzy's like, I don't do that, which is 
like the main thing that she does. Yeah. So <laughs> she is, that's like her defining characteristic is that she gets really invested really quickly and takes everything very personally. I literally wrote about time. Someone calls her yeah. out on this shit yeah. because I, has it, no one's called her out. I don't think that I can no. remember. No, I mean, kind of in that first one where she was trying to get the uh, brain dead guy to wake up a little bit. Christina was like, what are you doing? He's brain dead. But other than that, no one's really said anything to her about her shenanigans. And that's truly like just who she is as a human being. Yeah. So I agree. It's about time someone called her out because that could be super problematic in that line of work. Oh, 100%. You take it too personally, you take that stuff home with you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, okay, so then they're doing this final surgery, and Meredith is borderline trying to talk Derek out of doing it. And I'm like, I understand why you're concerned, but you have voiced your concerns, and he is superior. He is your superior by several years and a large amount of experience. So just move on. Would you be speaking up that much if it was someone you weren't sleeping with? Had that been 100%. Dr. Burke, would you yep. sleep? Would you be speaking up that much? No, you would re- maybe question it a little bit, but you would not fight so hard. I wrote the so exact think, same thing. I think that's where you kind of get the, ooh, this is why maybe you shouldn't do this situation. But ultimately, Derek stands his ground, which is the right call. So, But she's super against it. Um, so then <laughs> George goes to Alex to be like, why do girls like you? Which is neat. Um, and what I found interesting about that is he's being such a frat boy, but they're putting it in the same moment where he's being a really good doctor. Like he's trying very hard to find a solution for this girl. He's just also being like such a frat bro, but he's then so excited that he figures it out. And then he's like, also, here's how you get girls to sleep with you. And I was like, I just, yeah. (laughs) When he says, when he says I'm the Ali of this place, I'm like, fuck (laughs) off, dude. Anyone who says that is not great. (laughs) Yeah, if you have to call yourself the Ali of of anything, you're Knows not. That everyone good. else thinks you're not the Ali. <laughs> yeah, but then you you have the scene immediately after that where he gets he 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 fucks up and yeah. Burke is like, "Yo, dude, you fuck suck up. a dick, get out of here." Yeah, that's why I say Burke is big bad, and rightly so. Yeah, that's like rule of doctor patient interactions 101 like you don't go bring something to the patient unless you talk to your boss first you're or a, maybe you're really a, in a lot of professional settings don't take yeah. something to a customer if you haven't run it by the person who would actually be doing it to make sure it's something you can do like um, imagine trying to tell someone that you'll do a return for them and your manager comes and says you're not doing it <laughs> we can't do returns <laughs> ever yeah. yeah um So I do want to touch on this because when I was doing some research on this episode, this came up a couple times. Um, I'm not going to speak to it in great detail because I don't know the specifics, but I did see. So they go in and she is praying and saying things, um, saying like what is, I think what we're supposed to believe is a traditional Orthodox Jewish prayer. I read multiple things saying that, uh, what she was saying was not anything from the Jewish religion and was borderline just like made up words. And then the way she was covering her eyes was a completely different practice in the Jew- in the Jewish religion. It was just uh, basically, again, I don't want to say like definitively cause I don't know either, 
I just don't know that what they were portraying was terribly accurate to to the truth of those religious practices. And I just now definitely in the current run of the show, knowing how like strongly Shonda feels about representation, I don't think that would ever happen, but because it was so early on, it may have just kind of gotten like got under the radar of like just gotten missed. Um, but I did see that come up multiple times when I was researching. So I did want to kind of just say that I don't know that that was a hundred percent accurate. To the untrained eye, I would never have known. Yes, I wouldn't have either. Um, but I do think it's worth mentioning. Um, but there was also something about why, like, there is something in the Jewish religion that says if it comes down to breaking one of the commandments, I guess, I don't know if they refer to them as commandments, or dying, you are allowed to break that rule unless it's murder, adultery, or idolatry. So in theory, in this specific scenario, again, if this article that I read was correct, you would be able to break that part of your beliefs to save yourself because um, your life is valuable. So again, just thought that was worth mentioning. This is also when she says smart ass. So <laughs> she's like, yes. it's just all over the place. Yeah. Who's to say? Um, okay. So yeah, that Bert gets mad and I'm like, yes, that is the correct response. You should have been mad. Alex, I appreciate that you were excited that you think you found a solution, but you went directly to the patient and you should have gone directly to the doctor because ultimately had he gone to Burke, I think it could have ended the way it ended, but without the angry in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. I, I also, I was curious. Okay. So either for some reason I thought maybe he was against that surgery or it was risky, but I, you know, obviously we find out later on it's in a new. very sweet moment with Christina, which was sweet on his end, not so much on her end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm scared. And she's like, don't be a pussy. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Um, so yes. Yeah. What I wrote is Christina Burke. This is not really the support he was looking for. Cause it's the first moment that we really kind of see, uh, we don't know that anything hasn't happened before, but the first moment between the two of them where it is something beyond just like the physical aspect of their relationship. Um, and it's more looking to be a supportive role or lend an ear, maybe, maybe help out. And Christina is a little, a little wrapped up in her own, sh- her own um, bullshit to think about it and so she's annoyed basically that burke isn't just make like doing what she would do which i mean she gives good advice she just gives it in an unkind way well it's also too so you have to think once you find out that you're pregnant was like i I wonder how much well okay taking this back to the beginning of the episode you're expected to think that a week has passed minimum between Mm -hmm last episode in this one right at least a week so what was she doing interacting with burke for this last week like has she been a giant a-hole to him the way that she is right now for the last week because i feel like his correct response is yo why are you being an a-hole to me no i think she's mad more about the um the cancer lady and the fact that she like won't make the choice that christina wants her to make and so and and then that woman kind of tried to explain it to her as to why it was a difficult choice. And so Christina wanted there to be a solution where she could save the patient and the patient get what she wants. But 
that I think is when she's saying some problems don't have a solution. I think that's what she was referring to is that even if you like get to save the patient, there's also a loss because you have to do it at the, um, to, you have to have the abortion to save the patient. So I think her, what she's referring to is the fact that there's not just like, Oh, win-win. Whereas in Burks, it's like, okay, just do some research. Well, just ask I, for help. He, well, yes, I think that that is definitely a great point. But my my thought process is, if you find out that you are pregnant, you're not going to be in a good mood for that whole week. So, and she clearly is not good at hiding her emotions at all. Well, I just I think it's more about this case specifically because I don't think she, in her mind she's made up her mind. Like her decision is made. She's going to get this abortion. She doesn't have it yet, but she's gonna. She knows that's what she's going to do. So I don't necessarily think she's been rude to him she's been lying to him for sure but she i don't know that she's been this rude i think this is specifically in response to the the case that she is assigned to i also do think that it's easier for her to say just ask for help because she's an intern and that's what they do when they're they're in a they're still in a spot to learn i think when you're in the spot of unattending who is you know ultimately in thought potentially to be one of the next candidates to be chief it might be harder to like put your pride aside and ask for that help. So I do think that's worth noting as well, because of course she's like, just ask for help because that's what she would do as an intern, but it might just not be as easy for Bert because he is very prideful. That's fair. I I get that. Okay. So now we're in paralyzed man surgery again. Yes. And I want to mention the anesthesiologist because he is an actor who goes on to play a completely different character in this show who we haven't met yet, but we'll meet in the next episode. But for like so many episodes, like like he's not in the hospital. He's not a doctor, but he's in so many episodes. And um, I just think it's funny that he was an anesthesiologist. And then I guess he got um, an audition for a different part and he got that part. But I think now will be the time for living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Nailed it. I also don't know if you know this, but the reason I named it that is because Shondaland is the name of Shonda Rhimes' production company. Didn't know that. <laughs> so that is why I named it that. Shondaland already exists. I just named it Living in Shondaland. But yes, that is the name of her production company that Grey's Anatomy later is billed under. Um, okay, so we have a lot. This episode has a lot of people who have been in a lot of other Shonda shows. So Zoe who is um, the pregnant lady with breast cancer is played by Joan McCurtry. She is in two episodes of how to get away with murder and one episode of private practice. All as different characters, Mr. Duff. So the psychic, he was not in another Shonda episode, but he was in an episode of scrubs. So I had to put that in there because I knew you need, you would need your scrubs connection. What was his character's I name? I didn't, I didn't write it down. I'll, hold on. I have the IMDb pulled up. I'll pull it up. I'll get it right now. Because I'm very curious. I could probably tell you exactly what, <laughs> what episode he was in or what the actual scenario was if you tell me what the name of his character was. Well, I, I did take note of it because the episode of Scrubs he was in was after this episode of Grey's Anatomy. Okay, oh. so he was... Mr. Hutnick, My Own Worst Enemy, 2007. 
Mr. Hutnick, my own worst enemy. Now I can look In the aftermath up. of their near indiscretion, Elliot realizes she doesn't want to be with Keith, and JD resolves to stop sabotaging himself. Meanwhile, Dr. Cox and Turk find a patient Wait, they both yes. like who is in danger of being discharged. He, yeah, everyone loves him. Look at look yeah. at how different he looks in that. Yes, he looks very different with short hair because that's his picture on IMDb is with him with short hair. Uh, so it's they have this running joke where they all fall in love with him, like all of the all the doctors. And his go-to line is, please, call me Joe. And they're all like, <sighs> and he end up, uh, I think he's the patient. They have uh, uh, Lyme. He has Lyme disease. Oh. Well, and he got, a, he got a tick bite on, on his head. But they saved him. Spoiler Anyways, alert. so. Yes, sorry for that small scrubs tangent in the middle of this yes. crazy net. That wasn't even that was like a full episode description. Okay, it's yes. fine. Also, um, we're we're on we're on track to have our longest episode. We should oh, we should probably yeah. <laughs> run through this. <laughs> um so Devo slash Esther is played by Sarah Hagen and she is in an episode of Private Practice. And her mother is played by Lisa Kaminer and was also in an episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Her All mother on the characters? show. Her mother on the show. Oh, okay. So the Jewish girl and her mother in the show. We're both on other Shonda shows. Love it. Okay. Anyone else? Nope, that was it. That was good. That was, what, four four total people, if you mm-hmm. count the anesthesiologist? Yes. That's good. I think that's the best so far. Yes. Um, okay, so... Then George successfully intubates a guy. Olivia's there. There's they're making eyes. I wrote I made the flirty emoji. Burke is there. He's seeing George. He's seeing that George has learned and and done correctly. Which I like that Burke is just lingering around, but noticing that his teaching is making a difference. Also, I'm glad that he asks her out because you don't see that in the scene. And I'm like, yes. yo, dude, she wants it. She wants you yeah. to ask her out. Just do it. She making them flirty face. Yeah. Um, so then Burke tells Alex that he can be back on the case, but he has to get a rabbi to <laughs> bless her. But I just think it's weird. If she felt that strongly, she would already have a rabbi. Like on, on standby. She would have a rabbi she could call to come and do that for her. Is 100%. My yeah. Whatever. Um, Derek is telling Meredith she needs to have faith and she's not, she's not about it. He won't, he see, this is where. I get annoyed because he is the one talking like he wants to be full relationship. And so I'm like, then be in a relationship. Give, just tell her what she wants. Like, I, I think that's what's holding you back at that. I don't, her hesitancy is coming from your hesitancy to share. Yeah. It's just annoying. At that point, you could be like, look, I will (laughs) tell you all the things you want to know. Let's just get off work first. (laughs) Yeah. That's my thing. I'm like, if you just don't want to say it here, that's fine. Although clearly you have no issue with people knowing your business because you guys are licking each other in the hallway. Just all over the place. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense. They don't care. That's going to rile me up for a while. And then um, the so the pregnant lady and her husband decide to just have the pregnancy and not go through with and just basically accept that she's going to die in however many years. And she's explaining it to Christina and Christina's saying, I don't really care. Like, you don't need my approval. And she says, I don't want your approval. I just want you to understand. And Christina just says, well, I don't. And then leaves. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So like no resolution whatsoever. Yeah. Big turd move, Christina. It's big just, turd move. Yeah, one of those things. She's like, it is what it is. And I just don't care. So it is sweet though. Like they said, I, I think in that scene, they were like, look, 
my kid's going to grow old with my husband longer than I will be around. That's the trade-off, and I'm okay with that. I'm like, dang, that's That's a, that's that's a hard. lot to put on a kid and a husband. Yeah, that's hard. That's tough. I get it. I understand her logic, but like... Yeah. Again, you're I not around to deal with it, so is it yeah. really fair? <sighs> okay, so then uh, Izzy is trying to get psychic guy to sign the papers and she doesn't know why he won't. And he says, basically he's afraid that he's going to lose his psychic powers. If they do this surgery that will also save his life. And then Izzy calms down and is a little bit nice to him. It is interesting because I I like that you brought up like, like this show is forcing us to believe that in the, in this, this particular multiverse (laughs) that, uh, that psychics are real. And it's funny because even Izzy's like, well, we'll see. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Um, whatever. And then, so they get the rabbi to bless her. It's weird to me that they bring the rabbi into the fully sterile operating room instead of just having her bless her in her hospital room where they're allowing visitors. That seems or through the intercoms from that seems above. odd to me. Yeah, just like why would you allow this woman into a fully sterile environment? And if, but it's funny because twenty seconds later, there's Zoom messaging this guy through a TV. I wrote Zoom surgery in all caps. I wrote Zoom <laughs> surgery. <laughs> they so they couldn't just dial up a rabbi through the TV, but instead they thought they'll bring that guy in. We'll bring in the rabbi, but mm-hmm. the surgeon, no, <laughs> fuck that. We well, the surgeon was, like, in Cleveland or something. They couldn't fly anyone in? I don't believe that. <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote Zoom surgery. I thought that was funny. Um, okay, and then... The show is so ahead of its time. <laughs> Clearly. If only we knew what was to come. If only we knew. That was when you should have invested in Zoom in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you've been living large now. Okay, so then they're all down in their little basement creepy hallway hangout. And Alex is, like, being annoying Alex, but it's acceptable. Everyone's just laughing at it now. So I guess we're all just accepting his bullshit as being funny and not bad anymore. I mean, it's fine because, again, like we said, this is a good episode for Alex. And it seems at some point we've all missed a turning point where they're all friends now. But that's where we are. (laughs) Well, they just accept it. And they've moved on. They've said, you know what? Even if he is sexually harassing us. And remember that one time where he posted those pictures of Izzy everywhere? Like, it's fine. It's boys being boys, right? Like, no, uh, I, no. I don't know. It's Whatever. weird. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I just because we, what we've seen character growth from him is great, but it just seems more personal to him or like with the other doctor, like the other attendings, not really with his peers. So I would have loved to maybe seen the turning point with the peers where they all were just like, okay, well we're all just be friends now. Um, and then we find out that George asked out Olivia. Meredith is like, Oh, I'm so happy for you, which makes him sad because he's a psychopath who is whiny and annoying. And then we get <laughs> no glove, no love. And then um, that's when we also find out the backstory on Izzy. When she, we find out why she's so annoyed with the psychic because her mom, like fell victim to a lot of those psychic scams growing up. And Izzy had to pay for a lot of those bills because her mom couldn't. That was the moment that I also thought, again, bringing it back to the earlier in the episode was when she, she looked sad that he took the condom because I thought for some reason, 
I don't know. I'm just, again, you heard it here for the fourth time. <laughs> Izzy and George will make the sexy times with each other. Do you have a time frame on that? Um, by, by episode six of season two is my prediction. All right. Seven. This this needs seven more episodes to marinate. I think, or maybe it's this next episode. Maybe that's the cliffhanger for season one. Maybe we'll find out so soon. Um. Okay, so then we find out the man is not probably not paralyzed. Derek did a good job because they do the whole surgery, and then they don't. At the end of the whole surgery, they don't even know if it, they just know that he didn't get more paralyzed, but they don't know if what he's lost will come back. But then we see him with his wife and kids and he moves his finger, which is a sign that his feeling will come back. We hope. Yes. I think that's the implication that we're supposed to take away. And then I wrote, so I guess we just have to believe he's a legit psychic because he was like, you need to put coconut extract in your cupcakes, which is bonkers to me, but whatever, Shonda, I'll, take it yeah we are now again multi- multiverse confirmed psychics in yeah. the shonda shonda land and then uh i just really had to take note of this line because i think it's funny alex is with esther at the end and he's listening to her heart to make and he's like oh it sounds good you did really good and and she goes so does it beat or does it moo and i just think that that was a funny line it is a good line. She's funny. That's she's, she's funny, like very... and she's funny in a, the similar way that Alex is funny. Like she's kind of being an ass, but that's just, that's why they connect. I think. Yeah. Before that, though, I knew I knew that the cricket thing was what she her mom called her. I knew yes. I knew it. I, knew I wrote, it. "LOL landlines." <laughs> yes, <laughs> because they show her picking the phone up off the wall, and calling her mom and i was like remember landlines no one has those i mean people have them but they're so rare now well people have landlines but people don't have corded phones anymore they have I the landline think, i mean people of a certain generation still have the corded phones but i mean i think a lot of people don't have landlines neither of my parents have landlines anymore i don't my parents people... still do but neither of mine do there's also people out there who still have to spin the. the oh, phone, I the love rotary a rotary phone. phone. Those are hilarious no, to me. <laughs> those are just. Those are just. That's just a decor choice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also uh, fill out your uh, information on the computer through your floppy disks as well? <laughs> Honestly, I only watch VHS <laughs> <laughs> and cassettes in my car. Okay. Yeah, and then so okay, then we get Derek's truth. She t- he takes Meredith to his plot of land. And his trailer, and he tells her a lot of things, some of which she asked. And it's a nice moment, uh, but my question is, why Why couldn't you have done this earlier? Like, I don't understand, again, because that's my whole thing is, like, why I think he's being shady is because he ultimately gives her all this information. So you're just pushing it back to, to be a little turd because you just think it's funny to get her riled up. Which is fine. Is that's the their dynamic. That I have. Yeah. It's the takeaway. My thing <laughs> is I'm concerned you must have some, at this point was when I thought there might be some demon in the closet because what kind of serial killer has <laughs> a an airstream on a giant plot of land and is a surgeon? Well, I think it's because he's just moved from New York and he just didn't want to buy it, go with buying a house. So I think the trailer in the land is quicker. And since I it's guess. just him, it's like he doesn't give a shit. At least it's a cute trailer. 
it is cute. And I think also, and this again could be what I know in the future coloring it is like surgeons, they spend so little time at home. It's like, why bother having like a really elaborate home if you're just going to be at the hospital all the time? Yeah. Just get like a nice car, like something fully electric, something very expensive and fully electric. Do you have a recommendation or? No, I don't. Okay. Um, good. good, good. <laughs> so, okay. So that was the end of the episode. So let's rate it. Rate that shit. All right. I'm giving this one a, an intern. Interesting. Two out of five. Only because, only because I was expecting a big cliffhanger going into the season finale. And I didn't get it. I didn't get a cliffhanger for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So I'm disappointed. Final thoughts is it's good, good for a good episode for Alex. Mixed bag for George. Mixed bag for uh, Izzy, but leaning towards positive. Bad episode for Christina. Fine episode for Meredith. Great episode for Derek. Good episode <laughs> for Burke. And Bailey is the loser on this episode. She didn't have a Why lot of Why do you think it's time. a bad episode for Christina? Just a lot of emotional turmoil going through for that. I just, it didn't do a lot for her, me seeing her in a good light. Not from a sense of like the abortion standpoint, how she handled all of the other people adjacent yeah. to her where she so was just I knew a, what you meant. Cause I know you personally, I just wanted you to clarify for the listeners. Cause I don't want any of the listeners to think that you think it's a bad episode because you don't want her to get an abortion. Oh no, her body, her choice for sure. Yeah, okay. I just uh, wanted you to clarify that for the <laughs> listeners. Cause I kind of think it could have come off differently. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Thank you. I felt very, she, she had a very scorched earth policy with all the people she interacted in this episode, yeah. which did not paint her in a good light, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, I understand I, the yeah. inner things going on. I think that ultimately she will end up making the right choice for her. I don't know what that is or right. if it makes it for her because if she has a miscarriage, obviously she doesn't have to have the abortion. I just don't like how she interacted with that that couple. And she was really short with Burke as the carryover, which if you're going to be doing the sex thing repeatedly – just be in a relationship and be nice to him. Right. And I do think, um, yeah, my issue, it's easy to say that what she's going through, she doesn't quote unquote, leave it at the door. She quite brings it into her work with her. And that's where the issues come in. But however, into that every is, room. that is true. Um, not in this episode specifically, but in almost every episode that is true with someone because that is how television plots uh, work yeah. a lot of the time. So yeah. that's just, there's always has to be a parallel, a fun thing we can see. Oh, this is like what's happening in their life. Yeah. So, what um, would you give this episode? I think it's, I just think it's a very important episode. So I think I have to give it a unattending. And I, I personally don't, love it like i don't love watching it i honestly didn't remember a lot of it i remembered the psychic guy i didn't remember a lot else um but i do watching it now i do think it's important clearly we've been talking about it for almost an hour and a half so it is important um and it does bring a lot um of backstory and things to look forward to as well so i think it's i think it's um a solid four out of five okay oh well isn't Attending? What did attending I say? Attending is the five, right? Fellow, then no, attending? chief. Chief. Then chief. Med student? No. Intern. Med student, intern. Resident, fellow. Resident, fellow. Att- attending. Attending. Okay, fellow. 
See, I do thought we, need- we switched it to cheap. We're going to have to do this. Is an off com- This is an off mic conversation. <laughs> we may need to. You we know need what? to get what? our shit together. We need to. We also, maybe we need a seven. Or maybe we need a six, uh, six choice. A six choice is the cheap. Who, I don't know. Who ranks things one out of six? <laughs> That's psychotic. People who are geniuses. I don't know. Uh, chaos gonna, is a true. Gonna, chaos is a metric that we like to follow here. It's a grow, grow as we go situation. We're we figuring it. it out. If you have a suggestion, please give it to us because we are um, in a tough spot. <laughs> Maybe we have to come up with ten things. We just we we're have gonna to have to. I think because I think we do need ten, but like we are gonna have to come up with so many. We have to come up with five more things. Well, well no, really four, four because things. we have chief. I guess we could do number one is not not a doctor. <laughs> not a doctor. <laughs> okay, this is an off mic conversation. Thank you all <laughs> so much for listening. Um, please share us on Instagram, on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Grace Academy Pod. If you need to email us and give us corrections or suggestions or just tell us that we're great, it's graceacademypod at gmail.com. Um, we would love it if you have a second to leave us a review um, and a rating. It would really mean a lot and help us out on on the charts, as it were. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time for the finale. And as always, no, no spoilies. No spoilies.